0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law and the the play by tj watt to start the second half the rams get points at the end of the first half they're poised to come out and kind of blow this game open and tj watt and the steelers defense were outstanding
1: second half the offense typical fourth quarter kenny pickett gets hot and here we go here we go find a way That's what the Steelers did for the fourth time this season. It's never pretty, but it gets the job done. I'm Austin Bechel with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. It was a game to remember. Out in Los Angeles, California. I was there. It was thrilling. First time I've ever been out there for a Steeler road game. And you could just tell the overall excitement. Just walking around L.A., all the Steeler fans... The tailgate lots were insane. There was a huge section where it was, yeah, all Rams people and a lot of Rams fans. But walking around and talking to people, a lot of people who tailgate for the Rams games don't go into the game that are Rams fans. And it was pretty evident by the amount of Steeler fans there. At some point, it looked like 75% Steeler fans. It was probably roughly 60 65%. Seemed like the Steelers had the edge, though. And it was truly remarkable to see in the section that I was in, surrounded, absolutely surrounded by Steeler fans. Terrible towels everywhere, whether it was the lower bowl, the second deck, and looking up into the, the upper decks, so many terrible towels. And it makes you, it makes you think, it made me think how spoiled we are, (laughs) how spoiled we are to be in Pittsburgh, to live in Pittsburgh when so many people are Steeler fans that are not from Pittsburgh. I met some people from California, from Los Angeles, outside of the area, they're Steeler fans. Why? Well, I didn't have a team for so long. I needed to pick a team. They needed to pick a side. And not even a side when there were 30, 32 NFL teams, they needed to pick one to root for. And so many in California picked the Steelers. And it buys into the whole notion, the whole idea, the whole fact of the matter of Steeler Nation and what makes it great. And Kenny Pickett even mentioned one asked by Pam Oliver of Fox Sports Did you expect this type of crowd? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I did. No surprise that the type of fan support was there for the Steelers. And I think that that partially going on the road is what empowers this team to do some of the things that it can do, especially late in games. Look, the Rams and Chargers combined this year have a record, I think it was the NFL Network that said, I think it was ESPN, Scott Van Pelt said it. They combined for an under 500 record at home. They don't have a home field advantage in L.A. They don't. And the Rams do this thing. It's one of their in-house PA system things that they do. I'm sure you heard it all over the watching the game or over the radio or watch it on TV, whatever, where they say, whose house? Rams house. And I said, huh. Uh, you know, I've heard this so many times on TV. It's really loud. It players through the speakers. That was a Steelers house on Sunday. There's no doubt about it. Walking around the tailgate lots, there were vendors selling Steelers gear. Some more so than Rams gear. There was more Steelers gear, other than the, like, the official Rams shop sellers and whatnot. If you were just a random vendor... Or just a random guy just wanting to walk around the streets of Inglewood and try to sell something. Yeah, a lot of it was all Steeler stuff. Which I found just fascinating. And not to mention the stadium. First time I've ever made a Steeler road trip. I would recommend to anyone. You want to go to a road game? Yeah, check out SoFi. That place doesn't look real. It's unbelievable. It it really is. And that's a word that's overused. And that, I mean, does it properly describe very thing that very many things saying, oh, it's unbelievable because yeah, so many things are believable. This thing was straight out of a movie. It looks like a spaceship. You walk inside. It feels like a spaceship. You can't really walk around like you can at Heinz Field, Ackershire Stadium, where you can walk all around the concourse level. They have a ton of suites. You can't really move freely. You can't do a lap, which is what I wanted to try to do. They have a lake right outside the SoFi Stadium sign. It's just like it's like a dream walking around that place. And it was a nightmare for the LA Rams. So the Steelers so far this year, four and two, six games. They've been outgained by 660 yards this season, total. I mean, there's not that much way to put it. This team is a roller coaster of emotions, and they're 24 and 17 winners against the Rams, 2 and 1 on the road, 4 and 2 overall. Does this team give you a little bit of reminder of the 11 and 0 team from 2020. I mean maybe a little bit. But where they just found ways to win in the end, you knew they weren't as good as 11 and 0. Everybody knew that. Everybody was saying for weeks, this is a team that, you know, they need to lose just for the general consensus of they need to they need to know they're not as good as what their record indicates. Are the Steelers as good as 4-2? and two? I think situationally in the fourth quarter they might be. Kenny Pickett from the first three quarters to the fourth quarter, it it just doesn't make any, any sense. And Mike Tomlin even said it at his weekly presser last week. You know, what, Mike, have you worked on it with Kenny Pickett? Have you tried to get him to figure it out what it is about the first three quarters that the light just flips on in the fourth. It's not even close, the difference when you get to the fourth quarter for Kenny Pickett compared to the other quarters. I mean, in the final 20 minutes, Matthew Stafford was 0 for 6, did not complete a pass. Kenny Pickett was 9 for 9 for 140 yards. How do you explain that? He's thrown for 120 yards in the fourth quarter of the past two weeks. It, it just doesn't make logical sense, and Mike Tomlin said it. I ask that every day. I wonder every day what to do to get Kenny Pickett going on a more consistent basis. Now, if there is a quarter that you want to thrive in, it's the fourth, unlike a lot of quarterbacks that kind of shrivel in big moments. Kenny Pickett has been up for the task. And some people have compared him. I saw it, Two people on Sunday said it. And then I saw a couple more people start to pick up with it on Twitter, X, whatever, that Kenny Pickett maybe, maybe is channeling his own Tim Tebow, where he rides the defense. He rides somewhat of a running game weapons on the outside, and basically does nothing, is a garbage quarterback in the first three quarters, and then once the fourth quarter rolls around, the defense keeps it close, drive down the field, impactful touchdown, win the game. One thing that really should not go to the wayside here is that the offense won the game. You have to give Matt Canada some credit. That is hard to say. That is hard for a lot of people to think that Matt Canada should get some credit. And you saw him up there cheering on the Steelers offense when they scored. Like he was an actual human being, which we are too hard on people like Matt Canada, the coaching staff, because yes, they are they are people too. They breathe, eat, just like us. They're regular people, but just at a higher stature because of the jobs that they have at their disposal. But Matt Canada called a good game in the second half, at least especially in the fourth quarter. It's a noticeable difference. There was a rhythm, a rhythm that hasn't been there at all, which is solid, where the offense has been complacent Lacking in identity. They ran the football well. The offensive line got pushed up front. Aaron Donald, overall, he did nothing. Aaron Donald, multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards. Considered one of the greatest defensive players in NFL history. Mike Tomlin knows how good he is. Everyone here knows how good he is from his pit days. Stewart shut him down. I mean, they really did. He made a couple plays. But Aaron Donald did not do anything to make you truly notice what he was doing. I mean, he was neutralized. It was a great thing for the Steelers, and I know that they, coming into it, probably circled Aaron Donald with a red pen, made sure that he was not impactful in the overall grand scheme of the game. Let others beat you. Overall in the game, Aaron Donald was barely even on the stat sheet. I don't even think he had a tackle. He had a couple. But it wasn't, it wasn't Aaron Donald-like. The guy who went off was Puka Nakua, and wow. Okay, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> From BYU, a 5th Round pick. A fifth rounder. The Steelers, with all this success drafting wide receivers, why couldn't they find him? Puka Nakua was great. Eight catches, 154 yards. No touchdowns. He had what was potentially the catch of this year along the sideline where Micah Fitzpatrick pushed him out. And I thought that the hit was hard enough where his momentum was going to carry him completely out of bounds. But no. He made the grab. And I guess toe tap first. Watching live, did not think he grabbed it. Watching on the SoFi replay, did not think he had it. So I made the catch, but didn't know if he could drag the foot in. He was fantastic. But when Joey Porter Jr. guarded him, three targets, no catches, no yards, one pass breakup. A 39 passer rating. Joey Porter has allowed one reception in six games this season. One reception. Let's get to the secondary coming up next. Aaron Donald had four tackles, two quarterback kits. So he was a factor, a little bit, a slight factor, but he wasn't like grabbing sacks everywhere. Two sacks total for the Rams. Four total tackles for loss. Compared to a Steelers defense that may be expected to have, see a little bit more on the defensive end. Larry Obanjovi, Nick Herbig with the two sacks, four tackles for loss, same number as the Rams. Maka Fitzpatrick had 11 tackles, again was solid. T.J. Watt had one tackle. So if you look at the box score, T.J. Watt, oh, one total tackle, no sacks, no tackles for loss. You're probably like, well, he must not have been too much of a factor. He swung the game. He changed the game like he is so prone to doing. Coming up next, we'll talk about Joey Porter Jr., the secondary. What needs to change? Coming up, because Jacksonville's coming to town. And what could be a Steeler Game of the Year candidate. Austin Bechtel, Sports Radio, 93.7 The Fam.